Hey guys, Sarah Nurswick here, and I'm excited that you decided to click on the Green and Growing podcast today to learn about curiosity and how you can put elements of curiosity into your classroom and how in turn that's going to get your students more engaged. And you know what? The real value to you is that kids are going to remember more of what you taught them and wouldn't we all want a little bit more of that? Without further ado, here is your brain on curiosity. Let's start off today's podcast with a quick question. What happens to a grape when you microwave it? Any old grape, doesn't matter the variety, just a grape and you put it in the microwave, what is going to happen to it? Now that you have an idea in your head about that, we are going to move on to talk about curiosity. Curiosity. So all of you know, or if you didn't know, you're about to know that I am jazzed up about inquiry-based learning and implementing it in your classroom to impact your students and to give them even more out of their educational experience than you're already giving them. And last week, I did a lot of research on inquiry-based learning for the Green and Growing Mini Mastermind, and I wanted to share a little bit and piece of what I taught them this week, and they are working on some lessons to to change to be more inquiry-based for their students. But before we got into the how of how to do inquiry-based learning, we talked about the why. And the why behind inquiry-based learning is really stems back to the brain and the way the brain functions. Now, I know when I was in college, I took one psychology course, and to be honest, I don't remember anything about it other than that I got a good good grade in it because I didn't get very many good grades outside of my education classes, <laughs> to be honest. You know, all the core classes I didn't do very well in, but I remember psychology, I did okay, but I don't remember anything I learned. But as we're taught how to teach, I feel like we focus so much on the how and maybe not so much on the why these techniques work. And I'll give you a a example in just a minute. So inquiry-based learning actually provides curiosity for your students or a curiosity experience. You can do inquiry-based learning in a billion different ways, truly. But one element that's very important when you're doing inquiry-based learning is to have an element of curiosity. And the reason you want to have an element of curiosity, maybe it's an interest approach. Maybe it's providing them an opportunity to look into something that they want to know about and they're curi- they're already curious about. Or maybe you're pulling from something they're passionate about already and they're curious to learn more. Whatever element you decide to add into your lesson of curiosity, the brain is going to light up. You know, you've seen Grey's Anatomy or something and you look at a CAT scan and you see different parts of the brain lighting up, right? Or they're doing neurology and they're testing things. I am not a doctor. So that is my extent on 
medicine, but I did some research on the brain. And when you are curious, there's three parts of the brain that I want to focus on and tell you what happens to the brain when you or your students are curious. The first thing is the nucleus accumbens. Okay. Um, and what happens in this part of the brain, all of the parts of the brain, they're kind of in the central area of the brain. You can't see it on the outside. They're really in the center area, some by the brain stem. And when the nucleus accumbens lights up, guess what happens? You have an increased want for more. Okay, when that part of the brain is activated, you want more. It has to do with um, emotion and behavior, kind of like a Pringle can. Once you pop, the fun don't stop, right? You want more. Um, you're curious about the flavors you're tasting in your mouth. You just tried a pizza flavor Pringle and you're like, that's weird. I'm curious, what am I really tasting? And you get a second and a third and a fourth, right? Because you're curious about what is happening. And then you want to know more. It's kind of like when you try something new and you're just like, or learn something new and you just want to keep on learning and learning and learning more about it. That's exactly why curiosity is so important when it comes to learning because it turns on that part of your brain for you to want more. And you want your students to want more because it's gonna, in turn, they're gonna be more engaged because they're physically, their brain is telling them, I want to find out more. I want to find out more. How cool is that to be able to just use curiosity for the kids to think, I really actually want to learn more. The next part of the brain is called the midbrain. And no, that's not just a general direction of the brain. There's actually a part of the brain called the midbrain. And when the midbrain is turned on because of curiosity, it's going to increase audio and visual processing. And you're a teacher, right? Wouldn't it be nice if your kids saw and heard you the first time? I mean, like, do you hear angels singing? <laughs> when the midbrain feels curiosity or, or the body feels curiosity, the midbrain turns on and it's all about the what's going in the ears and what is being take in, taken in through sight and actually processing it faster and better. So when kids are curious about something, they're really tuned in to what's happening. I think today... <laughs> This is funny. I was harvesting garlic in our farm and I was listening to a podcast and I was also very tuned into all of the the bugs and things that were you know so lively as I was harvesting this garlic and I also believe that I'm going to remember more about that podcast because I was curious. I've never harvested garlic before, to be honest. I remember planting it, but I haven't haven't harvested it. I was curious about this podcast because it's something I really want to know more about. So my brain was kind of doing double duty. I was doing audio, visual, and kinesthetic processing. And now all of those things I did together 
will help me remember that experience more. But a lot of parts of the different experience, the harvesting and the podcast, just because I was curious about different things in that situation. Whereas I've been out at the farm a lot, two to three days a week for the past year, except for during COVID and it was closed um, for outside visitors. Um, And there's a lot of days I don't remember But maybe it's because I wasn't curious about what was happening. It was kind of like, oh, okay, we've done this before. So that is why curiosity is great for audio and visual processing. Now, the last part of the brain might be one that you remember from psychology or anatomy or something. Or you just remember it because it's funny because it's called the hippocampus. (laughs) The hippocampus, I feel like I've heard about it, but I never really talked or figured out why it's important. And the hippocampus... When it is working, it's going to increase memory, okay? So you get your kids curious about something and their memory is actually going to work better. They're going to be able to better remember what you taught them or what you did because they were curious. So for example, when I was in grad school, I had a class with my professor named Dr. Flanders and it was some education class and... I remember that day he had a whole bunch of pine cones in the front of the classroom and I was thinking to myself, I did not sign up for a forestry class. Why are there pine cones here? We all know I am not a plant person or a tree person for that matter. Why are there pine cones there? And to be honest, he was doing the age-old interest approach to get your students interested and curious. I mean, how many of us grew up, raise your hand, you know, in your car or whatever, whenever you're listening to this, that you were taught in college that it was required for every lesson to have an interest approach, right? But I don't remember anybody telling me it was because when I use curiosity, and have an interest approach to get my kids' brains thinking, it's really turning on their hippocampus and their midbrain and their nucleus accumbens. And it's actually doing all these things so the kid is wants more to learn more, he's processing faster, and he's going to remember it more or she. So funny about that one lesson, I mean, how many years of college? I was in college for six years, right, to get my master's and my bachelor's. And that stands out to me. It's stuck in my memory because I was probably curious and he caught my attention and I'm able to remember that more. I mean, maybe you have memories in your brain of a time you were curious and it is just, you know, settled in your brain because your brain was really turned on. It was, it was ready to learn and it wanted to learn more. And you know what? Curiosity is something that you can implement in your class tomorrow or the next time you're in a classroom. It's not something that you need to flip the script and completely throw away all your lesson plans and do a whole new lesson for everything. It can be one simple thing like an interest approach. How can you get your kids interested walking into the room and curious? Or how can you provide them some choice in their lesson, in their activities, for them to be curious about something they want to be curious about? And in turn, they'll want more and then they'll be able to remember that learning 
more. So how can you implement some more curiosity into your lessons? I think you can do it. It can be an out-of-the-box idea. I mean, obviously, when it's something out-of-the-box, somebody's going to be curious about it, right? Like when I asked you, what happens to a grape when you microwave it? Well, when you microwave a grape, it starts sparking and kind of lighting on fire. Why? I read something about it, the water molecules in there, they something with the microwaves, and it, something happens, and it catches on fire. Now, I do not endorse trying this. I do endorse going on YouTube and watching videos of grapes catching on fire and sparking. But the reason I asked you that question at the beginning is to get your brain curious about that question and hopefully you'll be able to remember the topics in this podcast even more because you were curious about that random question I asked you at the beginning of the podcast and there is a TED talk that I learned this strategy from that proved that people were able to remember more from a research study test when they had some type of curiosity built into it fun right So I bet you can do it. I bet you can add some more curiosity into your classroom.